Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season, entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. Your question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Connection. The mystery and the challenge of connection. So in this episode, everything I will say about connection um, does not imply that in a relationship there is any expectation that the two people are connected all the time. I want to start with that um, because the way that I will be describing connection, it will feel completely impossible and overwhelming (laughs) if you think you have to maintain uh, that state all the time. It's impossible. So all I am trying to present in this episode is that times of connection need to be seen as if the time that a plant is watered. When you water a plant, you nourish it. You quench its thirst. It's so satisfying so it can grow. So that's how I see and that's how I will be presenting connection. That when it happens, it needs to happen with consciousness, but it's not expected to be ongoing nonstop. So what does connect with your partner even mean? So at times of connection, there is a linkage, an energetic linkage between the two of you. What does that mean? When you're together, your thoughts, your attention is only on each other. You feel seen and you feel heard by your partner. You see and you hear your partner. Sometimes, believe it or not, when people, um, people feel connected with their partner only during arguments, yeah? Arguments sometimes connect to people because if you argue with someone, it's amazing how much attention, your attention, your attention is on that person, <laughs> on each other. The attention is on each other. So... At the time of of connection, both people have to have some access, some level of access to their vulnerability. It is almost impossible 
to feel connected when you are in your power selves. Now, what are power selves and what is vulnerability? Power selves is how we usually move around in life. So it's uh, the dominant part of your personality, meaning if um, you, I ask you, tell me one word to describe yourself, and you say responsible, I'm rational, I'm emotional, I'm a pleaser, I'm a high achiever. So these ways of describing yourself, they also describe the primary, the dominant part of your personality. People cannot reach connection with each other because when you are in a power self, your connection is with that part of your personality. The rules of that part, the desires of that part, the goal of that part. So if you're responsible, if you're in your responsible part, you think as a responsible person and trying to connect, to link with your partner in the responsible, you will only be thinking about either their responsibility to you, your responsibility to them, or what needs to be done. That's not connection. Connection is when you're able to sense if you are in a primary part of the personality and in some ways ease that out, separate a bit for it from it and access the more tender, the more vulnerable, the more slow being, paying more close attention. Really, a key is slowing down and even noticing that you have someone in front of you noticing who is talking to you. So connection is needed because it's as if it's a, it's a time that nourishes the relationship. It's a time that in, in some ways like you fluff the pillows <laughs> is a fluff of, for, a, for, for the relationship. How are we doing? How are you doing? I'll tell you how I am doing in my life, in the relationship. Being in form and informing each other of your external and your internal life. And if you're not in touch with your internal life, how, where you are with your creativity, with your intuition, then it will be a more um, challenging, uh, it will be more challenging to connect, to let the person know if you don't know. But there are external things that happen in your life. So it's about connecting the external events in your life. So what are some obstacles to connecting? You see, daily life contains powerful forces pushing us more easily towards disconnection. It takes conscious effort to connect and stay connected 
to remember that we need that time that is just the two of us, you and your partner. And the theme is just the two of you. What are some obstacles? Obstacles, the most um, uh, frequent obstacle is entering into triangles. So a triangle meaning it's you, your partner, and technology. You, your partner, and talking about someone else. You, your partner, and children. Um, when not, uh, when individual growth and new interest are not shared with your partner. If you feel obliged towards your partner to do something, doing things out of obligation actually create more disconnection than connection because it's not real, it's not authentic. If you do not plan for quiet, relaxing, slow time together, it will never come. So connection does not come so easily, spontaneously. It, it might be um, during the time that um, you have a date. I don't know if you have, uh, if you establish dating with your partner once a week, once a month. Um, it, um, if you're preoccupied with other thoughts when you are together, that's not connecting with each other. Holding back lots of secrets gets in the way of connecting. But one of the most important obstacles is triangles, from everything that I said, is triangles, entering triangles, and not having quiet time. Also, there are differences between men and women. One male client of mine, um, we were talking about connection and with his wife, and he said to me, taking the GREs is less scary than my wife's deep questions <laughs> during connection. <laughs> so... It seems, again, that has been my experience over the years, that women yearn for that more frequently than men. Sometimes men and women don't know what connection means. So what characterizes connection is simple and complicated at the same time, is what I said in the beginning to be just the two of you with your third entity, the relationship. You, your partner, and the relationship. And the theme of conversation, the theme of um, what is focused on is you. Oh, the other thing I want to mention about connection is that it's important, even when you talk about business, 
with um, your partner. If you're talking about the children, if you're talking about uh, the finances, it's important that you connect, you link before you start talking. So there are two types of connection, basically what I'm presenting here. One connection, one type is that when you decide to connect, for example, during dates with your partner, and I will go through 10 suggestions for successful dates with your partner. Um, so that at that time, it's important to be connected, linked, just you, your partner, and the relationship. However, it's another type of connection. So when you talk about certain important dealings about the relationship and you want the other person to hear you or you want to hear the other person, it's important, first of all, to feel that you notice the other person in front of you. I mean, this might sound ridiculous, what I'm saying. It's a slight detail, but it makes all the difference. I had people, I had couples in my office that I asked them, okay, now instead of telling me this, you tell each other. And they are looking at, uh, past each other as they are talking to each other. That's, it's very important to at least look at each other when you speak about serious matters, if you want to be heard, if you want to hear what the other person is saying. So what are the consequences when connection is missing? When you don't have, now I'm talking about the kind of connection that you nourish each other, you nourish the relationship. You don't have scheduled times. Sometimes it sounds ridiculous, but sometimes you have to schedule times where the two of us will just going to be the two of us. Um, if you don't have that and every interaction is about the business of running the household and there's never any time to focus on each other and the relationship, after a while the relationship dries up. After a while there is some distance and the energetic marriage goes to other people, places, and things. Outside attractions might be activated. Friendships become more important than your primary relationship. You find yourself sharing with friends more information about you than your own partner. Energetic marriage happens with children or with parents. So if you share more with your parents than with your partner, or if you feel closer to your children than your partner, and it's not a competition here, it's not who comes first. It's, a diff it's not a hierarchy at all. It's just a different kind of connection. But 
if you are more concerned, if the dialogue is more frequent around children than each other, then the connection between the two of you needs some attention. And of course, social media, technology, cell phones, you know, cell phones have, um, have assumed um, a presence, an additional presence, like another family member in the household. So if you and you, if you and sit with your partner and you both have your phones with you and they're on, uh, there are actually four of you sitting there, not two of you. So if you want to connect, cell phones cannot be involved. <laughs> um, so when there's no connection, loneliness also, of course, sooner or later settles in. So what are some actions? Because remember, our podcast is called Awareness Sacks. You're aware, now what? Uh, so you're aware of all these things I'm telling you. How do you put it into action? So bringing consciously connection in the relationship involves having weekly, checking in weekly with each other at least weekly with each other. How are you doing? How are we doing? Let me tell you how I am doing, where I am at. Noticing and addressing disconnection and episodes of disharmony is important because that can be the first step to connecting. Just the fact of noticing, we are not, we are quite disconnected. There's a lot of disharmony lately. What's going on? Asking those kind of questions um, encourages connection. So it's interesting that connection involves a lot of questions, asking yourself and each other. So I want to close today's episode by um, describing 10 suggestions during your dates. So when I say your dates, uh, when I work with couples, I always encourage them to have dates, whether weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Uh, there are times that I ask a couple, when did you go out for a date? And they had to think and they couldn't remember the last time. Um, you see, as I said before, life these days is so fast, is so busy, is so overwhelming that if we don't um, chisel out time for ourselves and our partner, it's not going to happen by itself. So dates are an important part of a relationship. So 10 points. One, it's encouraged to, if possible, to have a date outside your home. You see, when we enter the home, immediately we assume, we assume certain positions inside the house regarding responsibilities, regarding um, reactions to each other. 
So it's easier when you leave the house. Number two, absolutely no talk about children. <laughs> That's not the time to talk about your children. Number three, no talk about business. Keep that reserve for your business meetings. We talked about that uh, when we talked about finances, uh, the ingredient of uh, dealing with finances in the relationship. Number four, create a mindset. Plan your dates. If not every week, again, depends on your schedule, on your life. Um, but it's, it creates a mindset knowing that next week, Tuesday at 7 o'clock, we are having a date. It, it, it prepares you. Keep it light, fun, playful. Both cell phones have to be off. You cannot have one hand on the cell phone and another hand on your partner. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it gets in the way of connecting. Keep it simple. It does not have to be expensive at all. Even, even if you decide to stay home and both sit on the couch and uh, but but it's it's and and watch a, a, a program that you like as long as it's fun as long as it's entertaining for both of you. Keep the conversation about each other while remaining linked to each other is what we have been saying in this episode about each other for each other. It should only be the two of you plus the third entity, the relationship. Remember back to your first dates. Remember your first memories, how when you were first dating, what were you talking about? You're getting to know each other. But you see, in being in a relationship for years, we do expand, we do change, and we do need to reintroduce ourselves to ourselves and our, our partner. And it does not have to be romantic. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a, this, this being romantic, it's, um, it's a shame that so much focus on that and it actually means nothing. Being romantic, sometimes it can cost you a lot of money, <laughs> but keeping it simple, it can be romantic, but let it come by itself. Pushing, trying to make it romantic, sometimes it takes the spontaneity, the authenticity out of that connection. So these are 10 suggestions I have during your dates. And your dates are a wonderful way to maintain connection. Because a relationship without incidences and planned times to focus on each other and the relationship, they really grow distant and they dry up. So keep nourishing your relationship, plan your connections. Waiting for your feedback? 
questions and suggestions on the theme of connection, you can email them at awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com or you're invited to be a guest on my podcast with your questions. Until next time, yahara.